George Washington said, ow, my teeth. Hey guys, welcome back to Criminal Minds. Or, nope, that's not what it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we took over Criminal Minds. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm I playing. Them. I'm, playing basement. I'm playing Hotch now. <laughs> <laughs> Mac is playing Penelope. Yes. <laughs> welcome back to Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast with your host, Z. Laura. And Eris. Uh, so our last episode, we talked about our favorites and least favorite episodes of the season three. Um, but now we can kind of get into the nitty gritty and just talk about everything else there is to say. I really want to open up with our Gemily clothes sharing. Yes. Are there objections? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. In episode nine, Penelope, Emily reaches out and holds JJ hand at the hospital, right? Yes. And then in the next episode, Emily wears a high crew neck cream shirt with a navy blazer. It looks like most of her clothes, which is just a little tight across the chest, but otherwise well cut. And then in episode 12, third life, JJ wears the same high crew neck cream <laughs> shirt with a charcoal blazer, and it is a loose fit on her. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's because Prentice has a slightly larger bust than JJ does. Mm. But what am I to say? And then she wears, then, 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 then Emily wears the, epi- the same shirt again in episode 18. So there, swap, it wasn't just like a here, borrow my shirt. It was like, it was a, it was gay. Yeah. <laughs> so like so, so so we talked about this. We talked about this several times. You know, off off camera. We're gonna we're gonna redo uh, the the conversation that we had off camera on camera. I keep saying cameras as if these aren't fucking microphones. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so it's like fun. filming. Everyone, it's a Truman Show all over again. It's kind that of hard to see. Me up. But this is the shirt. This one. The same shirt. <laughs> when you're watching the episode two, you can see it a little bit better because they're like moving in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the same shirt. Nice. So not, you know, I've been taking pictures of every time they have an outfit change, but it's whatever. <laughs> I so so near the end of this this season, they they had the whole like Prentice literally egging JJ on to like go with Will mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then when they, when they when she finally does, he's like, oh God, finally, it's been like a year. Yeah, you know, where yeah. like clearly they're. So I'm like, look, they're, they, you know, they're taking bets on everyone's personal life. Of you course. Know, this is what, this is exactly what JJ was saying with the whole, like, look, it's my life. You don't understand these freaks. <laughs> However, with the clothes sharing thing, I'm like, if JJ and Prentice are dating and they start sharing clothes, the first couple times may have been a fluke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shoot, I don't have anything clean. We have to go in the office. We need to call. Take this. I got this. Whatever. And then eventually they realize that nobody's called them out on it. And it's like, look, we live with freaks who are all Sherlock Holmes. Like, yeah. I'm a Sherlock Holmes, you know, yeah. like kind of thing. I'm like, and then they just start, they should start getting way more outrageous with the clothing swaps. Like, Prentice should just show up like, sorry, you called me in the middle of an evening gown ball. <laughs> and then the next day, JJ could be wearing that same gown. Just with a cardigan. I had brunch with my mom. <laughs> and they're like, wait a second. That's the same gown. They must have gone shopping together. Right, and they're like... We don't have to just be gal pals. We can also be gay. Gay pals who live with each other, maybe. So anyway, um, that is basically a rehash of the conversation. Honestly, because you were pretty quiet through it too. That, that I just I was ranting at you about how I wanted this to happen. Yeah, really. it does. Uh, girlfriends, girlfriends, yay! <laughs> so there's my 
for this season. Yes. yes. There was there was another time where Emily wore a white button up and then JJ also wore a white button up in a different season, but they they both of the shirts looked well fitted to them, so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not counting that one cuz anybody can a wear white a white button, button up. Shirt yeah. Pretty standard. Yeah. 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 That's why we need to start getting into the whole like, okay, they're wearing like, okay, that's an embroidered like yeah, there's pink a couple, V-neck mm-hmm. kind of shirt be like, okay, that's a pretty obvious shirt and they just need to just swap it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what were some of your predictions that you have for next season, based off of this season? See, this is a little bit harder because I don't, other than the fact that I, I'm really not sure who is in the car that gets blown up. Yeah, do you um, have any guesses? Do you have any, like, who, if, if it has to be one of them, who would you rather Who could you stand to win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but Will and JJ are getting into the, the same car. I know. And she's pregnant. I know, yeah. but I, I want her to be there forever. <laughs> so I really don't know. Like, I don't I like don't want to guess, mm-hmm. but I'm almost, I don't know. It can't be hot, right? Unless they survive and it's just like, oh, no, they have like a year where they have to be in agonizing rehab mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I'm actually a little afraid it is Will, and that way, JJ can do the whole, like, am I going to have this baby or not mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that's what they're going for. Yeah. I can't give a good prediction because I don't <laughs> want anyone to get hurt. And yeah. especially not fucking Penelope. She's already... Can't be, she's been through enough. It, yeah. it can't be Penelope. She's been through enough. Okay, that's my prediction. It's not Penelope. I'm going okay. to do a that's long fair. short of it. Like, yeah. I can't predict who it is, so I'm going to predict who it's not, you know? Like, they don't have her barely survive a gunshot wound just to blow her up. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and on, but it does feel like it's probably a main character. I hope they survive, but they have to go through like stuff mm-hmm. because it feels cheaper than Criminal Minds has set up to just be one of the NPCs. Mm-hmm. You know, like it could. Okay. Also, I I want to I want to sidetrack. I want to sidebar tangent really fast. I love the fact that they just took the actress who plays Hotch's wife. <laughs> It just recycles her. It was just sort of like, well, this storyline was done, but I still want to get paid. How about I have a posh British accent? That's not the same actress, honey. It isn't? <laughs> it looks like her. It, it's not. But that is why they comment. Like, that yeah. is like, is that Hodge's wife? I, I, what I really like about that episode and, oh, and I'm about her. Because I'm, I'm no, like, I really not. thought it was. <laughs> no, it's I thought that's why they made the comment. I was just like, bold. I love it. <laughs> no, no. But I love the way that Aaron make, makes hardcore excuses uses for Joyner and like tries to shield her from like Morgan's like anger and stuff. Yeah. Because it it definitely gives the vibe of like he couldn't give Haley his all and mm. like he couldn't protect her from the job so like maybe he can do a little bit for Joyner now because yeah, I think subconsciously he, it. yeah he definitely yeah. sees the similarities between them but yeah that's not the same actor what the fuck I really thought that's why they made that little comment of the whole like because I was like you know what that's an excellent way to just bring back an actress <laughs> but that actress does come back I think I don't know if Joyner comes back, but Haley comes back eventually mm-hmm. in, like, appearances and stuff. While you're doing that, what did you guys think of the soundtrack for this season? Because <laughs> it's, like, real hardcore 2000 soft rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's dad some, rock. There was some the that I was, like, I need to find the, the I need to find this song because it, um, that's, I can't remember it, Smashed or something. Mm-hmm. Smash Mouth? No, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. There was just like, um, God, there was one like, it was real creepy. I'm just going to have to find it again. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll put it in the comments. <laughs> okay. Why aren't these listed by character? 
IMDb, you just, yeah. Yeah, IMDb sucks. I'm just going to call it out right now. Now we'll never be a award-winning podcast because I just slandered IMDb. (laughs) Every podcast on our network hates IMDb. Oh, great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, Uh, then I'm fine then. Look up Natalie Portman and tell me it's not actually a picture of Kira Knightley or a picture of Kira or look up Kira Knightley and tell me it's not actually a picture of Natalie oh, God, now I have to do this <laughs> it's a whole thing on Beyond the Candle in the Woods <laughs> that's great did you speaking of Haley did you guys see that Haley's cheating did you pick up on that that she, she cheated on Hotch no episode 2 in Name and Blood when Hotch is suspended and he's at home there's a hang up call to the house and immediately her cell phone rings and then oh. and then Hotch, like, looks at her, and she looks at him, and she, like, throws out a line about how he's, like, like work is taking too much, because he's looking at files at the same time. Right. And then she takes her entire purse and walks out the room. Interesting. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm picking it up now. I'm going to come back and rewatch that. <laughs> also, it's it's just, like, a one-off little little thing. But yeah. Yeah. And then I also like the introduction of Kevin Lynch in this. As yeah. Kevin Lynch is such a good character. I love that he like you know because Penelope is in the hospital and so he's yeah. got to step in mm-hmm. and be. He's like he's he's in love with her on spec because of her, yeah. her computer equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they meet, she's like, "Oh my god, this man's incredible." Yeah. <laughs> it's so adorable. And I he, love nerd love. It's so cute. He's, <laughs> he straight up saves the day in that like like he's the one that discovers who he is. Like he cracks the case. Mm-hmm. I, that's one of the things I keep track of. I keep track of a bunch of different things for every yeah, episode. Yeah. But who cracked the case? Episode 9 Penelope. It's Kevin Lynch. <laughs> And then uh, the adorable scene where Rossi, I forget what episode this is, Rossi comes to Penelope's ha- apartment like early in the morning that one day and she and Kevin were in the shower together yes. and she's like, sir, this is inappropriate. Right? I'm allowed to have a personal life. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end and of the episode, Kevin, Kevin wants to talk to him. <laughs> like, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Man to man. And Rossi's like, you can see like Rossi's like, respect, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my guess is probably is more like I need to file the official paperwork with HR and I'm starting with you and the whole, like, that's, that's my guess. Yeah. I really like, the writers definitely give the characters more knowledge than I feel like is physically possible, especially Reed. But in general, like, Rossi, like, there, there's so many things that they know that I, that I just kind of headcanon that they have, like, these really weird, like, extracurriculars. Like, Rossi, at one point... He asks, he's like, when is the victim's birthday? And they're like, oh, it's this day. And he goes, oh, a Leo. She's da 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 And I was like, yes, bitch! Yes! <laughs> like, Rossi's an astrology ho! Woo! Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and, um, and then, like, in uh, episode 12, Third Life, they're, uh, Garcia and Reed are talking about Lindsay's life story and how it was, like, pulled straight from a book. And, and Reed goes, that sounds really familiar. And she's like, it should be because uh, it's of this book. But, like, if Lindsay was the one that picked that background, she picked that story, that means this was probably a book she read, which means it was probably a YA book, which means Spencer Reed reads YA. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that, that makes I feel sense. like he just reads everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was for probably sure. a book that was in a waiting room or, like, just yeah. something he was bored one day. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, read this my, in five minutes. <laughs> my God, they aren't the same person. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How are they? How does genetic... 
how this time? <laughs> that character looks more like Haley than Haley's sister looks like yes. Haley. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to like gush about all of the little lines. In <laughs> Elephant's Memory, episode 16, Reed is out at his like support group or whatever. He comes back. Yes. He's in late. And somebody's like, oh, I hope she was worth it. Like talking about why he's late. And then Morgan goes, I hope it was a she, implying that Reed has a history of going out with he's, which means he's bi, which is what Matthew Gray Goobler yeah. wanted, so I'm canoning it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, I hope, like, in a way, like, there's a way that you can take that as Derek being a little homophobic. The whole, yeah. like, I hope it's a girl, because if it's a he, then blah. But at the same time, like, Derek had clearly established in the In Heat episode with the whole, like, there's nothing wrong with you. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Mm-hmm. So and maybe it could be like, okay, so here's my headcanon to fix this, right? Okay. Derek Morgan was just sort of like, I hope it is a she because you pick out women way better than you pick out <laughs> You have terrible taste in men, my dude. Like, listen, listen. Like, I'm not into dudes, but like, I know enough to know that these dudes are bad for you. Because <laughs> you keep going out with drug dealers. I mean. <laughs> he's like, DeLon isn't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> that implies that our boy is whoring himself out for some Delauded, and I'm gonna be honest, I've read that fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, I fixed it. Okay, that's how it works in my head. Is there's like, look, the, the ladies that you pick out are okay, and they're not gonna shoot you later, but they, yeah. the he's. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like we're coming up on our commercial break, so does anybody have anything pressing that can't wait? Excellent, let's go to our commercial! Commercials! Woo! Reed's planning with Eris, right? Yes. Woo! In Criminal Minds, they talk a lot about, like, you know, the alpha and, like, the dom and the submissive and stuff. A lot of the alpha male that's especially present in our culture right now is actively taken from a completely, like, junk data science uh, one research project based off of wolves that they purposely blended together to study to see how they would interact in a hostile environment. And yes, in that sense, when wolves lead to much like people, when you put them in a very close institutionalized situation, will kind of break off into these very heavily dominant versus submissive sort of things. Um, Doesn't work in real life because real alpha male wolves, unlike the way that we show them on TV and also in our own culture, real alpha wolves are basically fanny packed acts. They're the ones that make sure that everyone has food, everyone has water. It's like, hey, seems like you need a timeout, bud. You're getting a little overstimulated. Like they're the ones who make sure they're basically all like the really good soft dads. That's a real alpha male. The alpha males that we try to portray in our, in our like especially with Hollywood and our culture um, are not at all. <laughs> They're not healthy and they don't exist. <laughs> um, that's my Reed-splaining. Your wolf dad is wrong. <laughs> Reed-splaining with Eris! Woo! If you enjoy this show, you might also enjoy our other shows on PartyApocalypse.com. As the myth turns, the fourth wall, and Friendables in their entirety. You can also stream new episodes of Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna Kenzie and producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. Hi! And the holodeck is broken with us and also with producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got anything to plug? No! All right, let's go back to the episode. Woo! So this season is the season that put together the most beloved combination of profilers that Criminal Minds has had. 
according to the fandom. Hmm. So the team, Rossi, oh, Hotch, the, okay, this Reed, cast of characters is Morgan, the yeah. JJ, and Prentice are like See, this the is like core. the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're very much like this is the crew. Like if I was gonna do fanfic, it'd be about this crew. Like I love Gideon, but I think Gideon is just gonna have a travel blog now. <laughs> yeah. That maybe Prentice subscribes to, and every once in a while going like, oh, that's cute. Look at those birds. Yeah. <laughs> like. This, I, I was reading an article the other day, I can't remember, I can't remember the source of it or whatever, but it was somebody ranking all of the, the seasons of Criminal Minds up to Criminal Minds Evolution, which is season 16. Mm-hmm. Season 3 was the one that they rated as, like, their number one season that they really enjoyed, and I can see why, especially with this being, like, the inception of the team. Yeah. The TNTM, yeah. like. Yeah. I can absolutely see how, like, I mean, every single episode this time around, because it was my first time watching these... I was glued to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there was I I really didn't take notes at all because I couldn't even stop it. I could, I didn't want to pause to take the note. Yeah, and so it was just like either I have to write the note now and miss something because I or I just, I just ended up not taking notes. But I can absolutely see how if I was if I needed. Because I, I, I do a lot of work with, like, background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, if I needed background noise. Like, right now, I put on Hannibal because I'm a weirdo. But I'll also <laughs> put on, like, Miss Fisher and, and Leverage and stuff like that. I can see how season three of Criminal Minds would just be a background noise <laughs> kind of thing of, like, all right, I need to get this thing done. So I'm just going to have, like, a comfort. You know, I already know what happens, but it's just intense enough that, like, the music is going to keep me focused on the thing that's happening. And, you know, every once in a while there'll be a random scream and I'll just have to <laughs> jerk me back into uh, what I'm doing when I get distracted. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys know my, my boy Haley. We both were really into the show when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so this is our comfort show that we, like, put in the back. Yeah. When we, like, write and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So it's, you think you're right. It has a really good, like, comfort food potential. Especially right. with how, like, formulaic it is. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a little bit of it that you can come to, like... Like, you don't need to remember the exact plot of the episode right. in order to get that comfort food feeling from it because it's so formulated. Right. And I think that's true of most, like, yeah. pr- procedural shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy Criminal Minds as opposed to the other ones because of, like, the psychological aspect to it mm-hmm. rather than just the, we're going to chase some guys down with our guns. Like, there's, right. it's usually, like, this is why we're chasing the guy down. This is the ways that he's dangerous. And, like, yeah. here's our solution to that. There's a lot of talking, too, which mm-hmm. is what I, I tend to, like really like in the background noise TV shows that I that I have a list of like this show is good for background noise and this show isn't. <laughs> Once you know the plot you can kind of tune in and out, get some work done, just enough time to take a break and tune back in and be like, ah, this is the good scene. You know? Yeah. You get that reinforcement of dopamine and then go like, alright, and now they're doing other stuff so I can go back to writing. <laughs> kind of the opposite. Like I can't the background noise shows need to be shows that I'm not that I don't like that much mm. because I will just stop and watch them. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so like lately, like, and it's not that I didn't like the show when it was first on. It's just that it's, you know, kind of outgrew it a little bit. But like um, this past week I've uh, worked from home a few, or this past month I've worked from home a few times. And so I put bones on in the background because yeah. I was like, this I can ignore. And like, <laughs> okay, ignore that's it. fair, yeah. <laughs> bones is a good one, like. To, to put in the background yeah. right that's a good one yeah lab work <laughs> great <laughs> yeah this one does uh, Star Trek Voyager when he needs to ignore something <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, I'll note to self when we get there. Yes. <laughs> like is a strong word, but I kind of keep coming back, like, because I've got the episode list right now mm-hmm. that I'm on my iPad. Limelight. The one with the Clarice Starling character. Like, that Limelight was very uh, Silence mm. of the Lambs for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that had that kind of, like, ambitious, and then it had the... The weird dude who liked to torture women. I kind of keep coming back and thinking about it. I can't, I don't know if I like, like the episode or it just struck me in a way. I give it a three. So it was, you know, pretty average for mm-hmm. me. I don't know. Jill Morris always made me feel some type of way. If only just because I like her more than I like Elle. Mm, yeah. I, I like her for her ambition and for her yes. drive. Yes. But... Like, she's one of those people that, like, Rossi is right. Like, she's going to tear her, run herself ragged with this yeah. job trying to, like, be every, like, the right. best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And, like. Right. And she falsified evidence to get them mm-hmm. there to begin with. So right. she was already willing she's, to cut corners. And, she's yeah. too loose cannony. Mm-hmm. She's going to get herself killed mm-hmm. and others. Yeah. yeah. And she nearly yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Very nearly. Yeah. And, and just, the, I think the way that she interacts at the very end with the... She had that choice and she still couldn't stop herself from making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. But yeah, I, I think she could actually be set up for a good antagonist. Mm. Like, not necessarily a villain, but definitely a a source of conflict with the BAU because, like, because of her ambition. Mm. I like it. It's subtle of a... Because you can almost see an Aaron Strauss-ness about her. Mm. Of that kind of, like, I'm way more interested in optics and politics than I am the actual job. What if Aaron but, like, Strauss I can't. puts together, like, a shadow BAU that's, like, all of these, like, antagonistic Dude. characters? Right. The League of Villains. I mean, wait, what? <laughs> but and so it's uh, like, who gets to the crime scene first? Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I also totally, because I think Prentice calls Morgan out on it, mm-hmm. is the fact that she's female making you react this way. And then he kind of does this whole, like, I'd be, like, I'd want to kick the dude's balls if, like, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the, the phrasing was, but he's like, no, it's it's because of the, you know. But Princess is like, but people have an issue with female ambition. Yeah. And they are more likely to let a man slide with acting like this. Look how far they let David Rossi slide mm-hmm. acting like this before he had to straighten himself out. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And, like, I, I like that they bring that up because, like, the FBI and any, honestly, government kind of stuff is fraught when it comes to that management level. Like, I don't see in the library because it's very female driven. But at the same time, like, most of our dudes end up being promoted to managers on top of it. Mm. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of dude CSAs, but there's a lot of dude managers. I know. We're getting a predominantly female dominated field. <laughs> yeah. It's also, I mean, not anymore for where you're at, but for a long time, like, you'll notice that in nonprofit, like, there could be a lot of diversity in the lower levels. Yeah. But that top position, white yeah. male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Rossi is going to be one of the ones that's a little more satisfying than other people's, if only just because he does come in so, like, I'm on my own. Like, I've got my little notebook yeah. and da 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 But by, by season 16, like, he's still Rossi. He still has his things where you're like, Rossi, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> but ultimately, you're you're doing it. You're saying those things, like, because you you come to care for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. I already see a lot of growth with him just in this, mm-hmm. this season. I think they, they kind of slapped him down a little bit in this season just 
for lack of a better word, like in Damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, they introduce him as like the guy with trauma in the yeah. background. Right. Or whatever. And then when confronted with that case that um, that's right. why he, he's seeing those kids and they're like, leave us alone, dude. Like, we just want to move past this. Like, we don't need the presence. He's like, okay, fine. I'll leave you alone. And then he's like, wait, what presence? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, so for a while he was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just leave. But like, wait, this case isn't over yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they did kind of like bring him down a little bit so you can build him back up as like, mm, yeah. you know, no, he's actually good at his job. He puts mm-hmm. this together that like, oh my gosh, we got to do something about this. Mm-hmm, yeah. I still got to do something to protect these kids. Yeah. And I also really like, because we had that episode, like, last season with the one dude who was obsessed with the one serial killer. Again, another author. Mm. I don't remember now what it... something. Yeah. But you basically have, like, Rossi was very clearly this guy's contemporary back when it was a little bit more, like, like cowboy. Mm. Like, it really was, like, one dude with a notebook kind of thing. And now that they have teams... Like, because it was that other guy could not work well with the team. And now, but Rossi's like, if I want to survive on this team, I have to now, like, I can't do it the way I did before because the way I did before, it was only me. I had no backup. Now I have a team. Back. I, I don't, what season is it that we have, like, the flashbacks with, like, him and Gideon in season, the early days? Season nine okay so we gotta wait a while okay Okay. i think there is some so like we it's flashbacks and they recast gideon and (laughs) like it's 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 kind of funny but like yeah so you get to see what it was like in the early days i have one last thing in that like things click really slowly for me because okay i have adhd i'm an idiot i don't know take your pick but it wasn't really until tabula rasa hotch on the witness stand flaying the Mm. defense attorney and going like like, hey, did you pony one or whatever? When he like starts breaking it down, that it really made me realize, like, oh my god, this is just a bunch of Sherlock Holmeses, <laughs> just like picking yeah. out tiny little bit, and, and then made me realize, like, yeah, that's what Sherlock Holmes did. He picked out tiny little behaviorisms and little tiny evidence things to put together a bigger picture that most other people ignore. That. And that's all, that's literally all the BAU does. Because, like, Prentice did it, mm-hmm. like, to uh, the the next episode in Lo-Fi with the mm-hmm. cop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but they all have their chance to do it. And, you know, Hotch does his on a witness stand, because of course he fucking does. Yeah, that's another one that has a lot of edits of it on TikTok. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> he's just, like, doing his little thing, and then he'll let music drop and it's like da 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 like and then it's like this and this and this and this and then there's like flashes of him from like other episodes where he's just like walking and looking cool and stuff shit like that it's it's real cringe but I love them but yeah I'm like oh so this is how a bunch of Sherlock Holmes would interact with each other yeah 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 it would be they would get the job done but there would be friction I need Prentice and JJ to date I'm gonna let you know that that never happens. <laughs> I know! Don't burst my shit bubble! Well, I mean, you know, live in your bubble. It's a lot of fun. But just know that reality I is on the other side, and it is harsh. And that will keep me through. It, it sustained me through high school, so... Get in the fanfic mobile. We're going off-roading. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say, there's... Okay, there's that episode in the very, very beginning of the season... Where they're in the elevator. Yeah. The scared to death episode. Yes. Straight up, I've written fan fiction about Morgan and Spencer getting stuck <laughs> in an elevator together. So when I watched that oh, one, no, I was like, one oh, that's where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. 
trapped in a closet. Nope, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole TV show. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny that the FBI has an alcohol budget, apparently, for their jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking about, like, <laughs> stall. Stall. yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, uh, it was Children of the Dark. They're getting on the jet, and there's all these heavy conversations, but Morgan is like, did they restock the bar yet? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, JJ's like, of course they fucking did. <laughs> that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. I also, okay, so the, the one with the, where they were joking with the Cristal was, I think, with the very end, the lo-fi, it was whenever they brought Garcia with them. Mm-hmm. This is lo-fi. Yeah. yeah. And, like, she clearly has knitting with her, and I just <laughs> fucking love it. She's got the two needles stuck in the yard oh, ball, yeah. and I'm just like, yes, my girl! But also, I really like what she said about the whole, like, hey, because she's talking to the other analysts in New York, and she's just like, this job is really hard. You see a lot of gross stuff. Like, this is, like, you shouldn't, well, no one should have to spy on people like this, but, like, I get why we're here, you know, because we're stopping murders and stuff like that. It's just like, so you just have to make it your own. She's just taking out the little toys. Yeah. And she's just like, we like, because you have to separate yourself or else you'll go insane. I love that she bonds with all of the tech people mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. she works with. Because, like, that, that cop that was, like, in charge of that, you can tell she's not, like, the popular cop that mm. everyone else talks to and yeah. here's Garcia be like no you and me are now the most important people in this whole office yeah <laughs> weirdly enough great. I think it's Kevin Lynch who says it the whole like analysts like techs are kind of particular people yeah. like and I'm just like oh you mean neurodivergent you can just say neurodivergent <laughs> I don't think they a word for that <laughs> no right dude but still it's just sort of like like yeah the whole like yeah that she she's bound to be like oh you're you're like me your brain works like mine does all right stress toy <laughs> boop it <laughs> I'm glad that she's not dead yeah as yes. I stare directly into Z's eyes <laughs> Laura's eyes and Mac, who is not paying attention to me, <laughs> she cannot be exploded. Mm. I'm telling you this now as if you have any control over right. season four. Right. <laughs> Where we actually wrote season four. And, uh... That's why I'm looking at you two. I'd have been about mm, 13, 14 at the time, but yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I know. I mean, you're, you're a young achiever. No, I get it. <laughs> um, well, it looks like that we're coming up on our time. I guess that was that that was our last pressing thoughts. Oh, yeah. So um, we'll check you guys next time for season four. Bye. Bye. What do you mean I haven't met my deductible? That grandma that got run over by a reindeer.